Kaf Dalit Tishrei Taf Shin Pei Aleph. Coming to you live from the offices of Ariel Tours in New York, I'm Mayor Weingarten. Welcome to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
Akat Kaveret Pugay opens things up for this um, Monday, which is the beginning of the season called and known in Israel as Acharei Hachagim, after the holidays. This is it. It's a new season. Not not of the Nachum Sigulan Control. In Israel, there's winter, summer, there's fall, there's spring, and there's Acharei Hachagim, which is now. And we're opening up uh, our Acharei Hachagim in Chutz Laaretz, where we unfortunately are right now. It is Isru Chag. We will have a uh, broadcast of... Um, I was first heard here, first and, and exclusively heard here seven years ago, explaining the words Isru Chag, what they mean, where they come from, what they, what are the words that we know that they're related to. We'll have a we broadcast of that Meir Milim segment. We have um, great music, as always. We have... Um, we're going to commemorate the 103rd yard site of Sarah Aronson, one of the leaders of the Nili Underground, the Nili Spy Ring. We'll tell you about that. Um, we'll share with you Naomi Shemer's Acharei HaChagim song. It's called Hit Chachut. We usually play it around this time. And uh, we'll delve a little bit more into it. And uh, whatever more things, whatever other things we have time for, uh, we'll share with you as well. I do want to mention that Arif um, Simchat Torah was the yard site of Tamar Ariel. We've spoken about her very many times. Um, and uh, I just don't want this uh, yard site to go by unmentioned. A very special young woman who uh, was taken from us way, way, way too early. I hope you are all well and staying well and following all the rules in the craziness of the world that we live in. In the meantime, we are here each and every Monday, immediately following J.M. in the a.m. at 9 a.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Israel time, around the world, whatever time it is. That's the time we're on and available on all the archives. So tell your friends, archives, NachumSiegel.com. Just go to the archives. Great programming. And Israel Show as well. Under the great programming rubric. And on the Nachum Siegel Network app, which is available for free for anything, for almost any device that you could possibly imagine. So download that. You want to download that, you, then you can listen to Jam and the AM and all the other great programming. And they do have an archives, and you can listen to our show as well and tell your friends, please, so they can listen as well. Um, a shout out to those who missed last week's show. It was Cholamoid. Could be people were, uh, you know, not available to listen. I highly recommend. I don't usually recommend my own shows and so forth. Last week we did a um, little bit of a history lesson slash interesting investigation about Bar Kochva and the coins that were found from the period that Bar Kochva had sovereignty of three and a half years over Israel and the emphasis of the Arbat Minim, the Lulav especially, in the iconograph- iconography of the Bar Kochva revolt. All that was last week on the archives and on facebook.com slash the Israel show. You can get a link to that. Um, one more song, then we'll get to our topics. Aharon Razel. 
Am Yisrael. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
Aaron Razel, Am Yisrael, best line. Bekibutz galuyot yesh pkakim, which is a play on words. Kibbutz galuyot, the ingathering of the exiles, which is the greatest miracle. Our Nevi'im told us that the ingathering of the exiles would be a greater miracle than Yitziat Mitzrayim. In fact, it is. But there's there's bumps along the road. There's traffic jams along the road. Bekibutz galuyot yesh pkakim, which is could also be a traffic report, because kibbutz galuyot is a a very well known. Um, Junction and uh, there's almost always kakim, which are bottlenecks slash traffic jams. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Thank you for being with us, making us a part of your day. We, um, for for a while, for quite a while, at the beginning of our broadcasting here uh, on the Israel Show uh, for about a year. A year and a half, we did a weekly, what we called Meir Milim segment, which, um, if God would give me strength, I would love to get back to, but that's a whole nother discussion. And uh, I remember that we did one on Isru Chag, where that word comes, that name, Isru Chag, today in Chutzlaretz, for those who are listening, and yesterday in Eretz Yisrael was Isru Chag. Where does that come from? So, I'm going to replay for you. It's uh, it's about five minutes, and then we'll continue with the music. And it uh, discusses Isru Chag and other words that are related to it. The whole concept of the Meir Milim segment really is based on the Avshalom Kor um, Galit Sahal segments, and uh, it is informed, meaning the information in a great to a great extent comes from. Dr. Lior Gottlieb of Barilan University. Here is the Meir Milim segment, Asur Mutar. In living a religious life, many things are prohibited, while everything else is permissible. For example, we might say that doing Act A is Asur, prohibited, Asur, while doing B is Mutar, permitted, Mutar. Another form of these words are familiar to us as Isser and Heter. So it's surprising that the day after a Chag, the day when Milacha activity is permitted, is called Isru Chag. Shouldn't it be called Hatiru Chag or Mutar Chag? Every morning, we thank God for many things that we might take for granted, for waking up, having our health, being able to see and stand and walk, for having clothes and shoes, the series of blessings known as Birchot HaShachar. One of the Birchot is Baruch Matir Asurim. Does that mean that God is Matir, that which is Asur? Makes it permissible to do what is forbidden? Hey, that's a good deal. Where do I sign up for that? When we take a closer look at the words Asur and Mutar, we discover that the original meaning is not prohibited and permissible. In its most basic form, Asur is tied down. Le'esor 
is to secure something with ropes. Therefore, in Bereshit, the prison that Yosef is in is called Makom Asher Yosef Asur Sham. Yosef is confined to this place. He's locked up. So Asur is tied down, confined. The opposite of that is Mutar, to untie, unfasten, loosen, set free from the Shoresh Natar which is probably why the ability to jump high is called Linater. The jumper is not tied down. He is set loose and can jump up. When we say Hashem Matir Asuim, it could mean one of two things. It could mean that God frees, unties those that are unlawfully imprisoned. Or it could mean especially in the context of Birchot HaShachar, that God unties the limbs of our bodies, lets them be loose so that we can move them freely. Only later in history does the meaning of the words expand. Asur, meaning tied down, shackled, now also means prohibited. Mutar, meaning let loose, untied, now also means permitted. So much so that we often forget the original meaning of the words Asur and Mutar. There's a cute saying in modern Hebrew about when you may walk your dog in the street. Imhakelev Asur, Mutar. Imhakelev Mutar, Asur. If the dog is Asur, tied up on a leash, then it's Mutar, permitted to walk the dog in public. But, if it's mutar, loose, untied, then asur. Then it's prohibited to walk the dog. And now we get back to Isru Chag. The source of the phrase is from the Pasuk and Tehillim that we say is part of the Halel. Kel Hashem vayayar lanu. Isru Chag ba'avotim ad karnot God is our light, our savior. And to honor him, we bring a korban, an animal sacrifice, which is called a chag. We tie up the animal with thick rope so it doesn't run away, and who, who would blame it for trying, and bring it to the mizbeach. Isru chag ba'avotim means tie up the animal, which serves as the korban chag, tie it up with thick ropes. The Gemara and Sukkah darshins meaning reinterprets the Pasuk, to teach us that after the Chag, the holiday, we should still stay somewhat connected to the holy day. Don't detach yourself so quickly. Isru Chag, tie yourself to the holiday. Connect yourself for one more day. And so the day that follows each of the Shalosh Regalim becomes known as Isru Chag. And we now know to differentiate between the pshat, the simple meaning of the words isru chag and pasuk, tie the animal and hold it as you bring it to the mizbeach, and chazal's drash, which encourages us to tie ourselves and not let go for one more day of the holiday. To end off, we'll ask the following interesting question. Does the Torah, the five books of Moses, ever use the words asur and mutar, to describe things that are prohibited and permissible. Hashem <laughs> Shakar
I was thinking of it as that's it, the holidays are now leaving us. And uh, we bid them farewell, and uh, six months will go by, and then we'll start it again. My name is Mayor Wangat, and you're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. If you're listening live, then as we speak, Benjamin Netanyahu is uh, opening the winter session of the Knesset with a speech. He will be followed probably by Gantz, and then by the head of the opposition, Lapid, always makes for uh, for a fun time. Uh, if there's any major breaking news, and there won't be, we'll, uh, we'll share it with you. Chav Gimel Tishrei was yesterday, today is Chav Talat, Chav Gimel Tishrei, October the 9th, 1917, the site of Sarah Aronson. The Aronson family was part of the very first Aliyah from Eastern Europe to the land of Israel, which was controlled at the time by what was known as the Ottoman Empire. The Turks was a um, horrific, corrupt, vicious dictatorship but they controlled the land of Israel and the Jews had to deal with them from the earlier Aliyot in the late 1800s through and until the end of World War I when they lost 
the war and the British took over. So the part I want to focus on today just a bit was the work that she did together with a handful of others. Her brother Aaron Aronson, who was a world-famous scientist and friends, Shalom Feinberg and um, let's see Lashinsky there was a Schneerson in there as well uh, a Schneerson meaning a member of the Schneerson family of Chabad as well Naman Belkind was another member small group very small group and they started during World War One. they understood the importance that the British Empire win the war and chase the Turks, the Ottomans, out of Eretz Israel in the hopes and very smartly uh, predicting that this would come out. They hoped at that time that the British would um, would be for a Zionist state in the land of Israel. This was before the Balfour Declaration came about. But Aaron Aronson and Sarah Aronson were very smart and they decided that it was the right thing and the good thing and they had the ability to help the British. In fact, after the war, General Allenby, who was the main general who who um, captured um, Eretz Israel from the hands of the Turks and won those battles, Allenby said that without the aid of Aaron Aronson, Sarah Aronson and the Neely spy wing, it, it would have been either impossible or very difficult for the British Empire to um, to succeed and to vanquish the Turkish Empire, the Ottoman Empire from the land of Israel. So, so they played an important part, but they were also visionaries, understanding the importance of Eretz Israel being controlled at that time by the British rather than the Turks, knowing that the Turks would never give Jews sovereignty in the land of Israel, and Sarah Aronson specifically was a witness. She was traveling at a point during the war when the the slaughter of the Armenians, well-known massacre, mass massacre. We don't use the word Holocaust for things other than the Shoah. But this was close to a Holocaust. It was a genocide. It was a genocide of the Armenian people by the Turks. And they said to themselves after Sarah Aronson witnessed this personally, some of what was happening, they said to themselves, if the Turks can do this to a a, a passive, quiet minority like the Armenians, think about what they could do to us. And so they went against the establishment of the Jewish Yishuv in Eretz Israel and supported the British. And because they were going against the establishment... They were not helped in any which way. Not only that, they were hindered by the establishment. And ultimately, it was parts of the establishment that hated them so much that um, ended up giving up some information to the Turks who ultimately captured the entire wing. The... the, the way it is said, I mean, I, I, I've read a lot about the Neely. Um, I don't know if this is the total story of how they were captured, but the Turks, they, they used carrier pigeons. 
amongst other ways of getting information uh, to the British, and the, one of those pigeons was revealed and was caught by the Turks, and that revealed the existence of a spy ring, and then the Turks went to the local uh, Zionist leadership, the establishment, they disassociated themselves from the Nili, and they um, started basically um, pointing the Turks in, in the direction of Zichron Yaakov, which is where all of the uh, operation was based. The main way that they got information to the British was um, by meeting a British boat that would pass by Atlit. Atlit is a well-known um, s- small port, so to speak, which is on the Mediterranean, northern section, let's say, but still south of Haifa. It later became uh, very famous because the British would have the Holocaust survivors that got into Eretz Israel, they would have them go through this atlit. It was like Lahavdil Ellis Island, but it was a very terrible introduction to the land of Israel and atlit for the Holocaust survivors. Anyway, don't want to lose the string of thought. Atlit was the place where Aaron Aronson, who I mentioned was a world-renowned scientist, had a an experimental uh, farm, so to speak. He was an agronom. Agronom, agronom, an agronomist, someone who knows about agriculture, professor of agriculture, doctor of agriculture, whatever. He made some major uh, scientific discoveries, was known around the world. His, um, his uh, experimental farm was uh, on, based in Athlete on the coast, and they used that to um, row out from there to a few miles out from the coast, meet up with a British ship. They would leave uh, the information that they had for the British, and the British ship would come and take it and bring it to the British headquarters in Cairo. took a while for the British to recognize the fact that the Jews, a group of small handful of Jews, could actually be useful spies. Oh, my gosh. No, they didn't like the Jews too much. The British didn't, and they... (laughs) They didn't think that they would be good spies. So like the first year of the Nili uh, operation was them running after the British to say, saying, please take information. This information is going to help you win the war. And, and the British just, you know, shooing them away and, and um, trying to get rid of these Nudnik Jews. But at the end, they did, uh, uh, after Aaron Aronson did a lot of... Um, Lobbying, it, it it did work out. They were they were first of all. Let me mention that Neely, the the name of this underground group, stood for stands for Netzach Yisrael Lo Yishaker, which is a part of a pasuk in Shmuel Aleph after Shaul is uh, sins, doesn't listen to God, and God takes away his kingdom and. Um, he is arguing with Shmuel, and Shmuel says, "The time, your time is up. You will no longer be king." Netzach Yisrael Lo Yishaker, meaning the Eternal of Israel, meaning God, will not falter, if you will. Many ways to describe it, but either way, the Nili, that name is based on the Rashi Tevot Netzach Yisrael Lo Yishaker. Um, 
Sarah Aronson was caught and tortured by the Turks in Zichron Yaakov, in their home. That home where she was tortured is still around in its original form with the libraries of Aaron Aronson and other memorabilia, and you can go visit it. And I encourage you to go visit it. It's not managed the best possible way. you got to really call them ahead and make sure that they're going to be open and when they're going to be open and so forth. But it is really brings it brings this whole story to life of the uh, the Aronsons, and um, so she was being tortured, and so on. Uh, she decided they were going to move her. They were going to move her, and she figured they were going to take her to Damascus to hang her, which is where what they did with um, Naman Belkind and Lashensky, other members of this group, and um, she. Sarah Aronson was afraid that if they torture her anymore, she'll end up giving up secrets and endangering the others. She had in her house a pistol hidden in the bathroom. She wrote a small note as she went into the bathroom before the Turks were going to move her, and she wrote, I haven't the strength to suffer anymore. The tortures are something terrible. Better for me to kill myself than to remain any longer in the hands of these beasts. They say they are going to send me to Damascus, and there they will certainly hang me. I have a small weapon. I don't want them to defile my body. It was terrible seeing my father suffer so. But no, we will not speak, meaning I I won't reveal secrets. I'd rather die than give away the information that will hand over other members of the group. In vain did they try all kinds of tortures on us. We do not speak, meaning we're not going to talk. And remember them as heroes, those who died without informing on us. Well, she tried to commit suicide, and um, she was almost successful but not totally successful. And for three days she was hanging between life and death until she finally died on Chaf Gimel Tishrei Tafresh Ayin Chet, October 9th, 1917. The Neely, unlike the establishment that hated them, they were right. They were absolutely right. And they bucked the trend and they went against what everybody else was saying all the political correctness of the day which was to support the Turks and they put their life on their line and ultimately sacrificed their lives for a state of Israel that they had only envisioned in their imagination there was no Balfour declaration even yet but they understood the importance of supporting the British Empire against the Turks. We remember these heroes, the heroes of Danili, as part of the yard site of Sarah Aronson, 103rd yard site. Uh, the establishment in Israel, the Mapai establishment at the start of the state, really did not want to give much place to Danili in the history of the state of Israel. 
they tried to minimize as much as possible or even erase their memory from books. And even today, instead of being a a major icon of uh, the heroism as we returned to the land of Israel, they're more of a side note for the establishment. Lots more to talk about for them, but we'll do it at another time, and we have in the past. Avshalom Feingold was a member of the group. He was a really interesting character. He wrote a letter, which they found later, which starts, Elif Nishikot Lachahuvati. He was somewhat of a poet and a writer. Thousand kisses to you, my love. Kach gomrim ha'ohavim et kol ha'michtavim she'l'ahuvotehem. That's the way most people who love each other end the letters that they write to their loved ones. Hem kotvim elef nishikot lachahuvati. A thousand kisses to you, my love. But I, kach matchil ani et michtavie la'ahuvati. But I'm going to start my letter with that. I really crave, I want to kiss you. Based on that, it's a much longer letter, but based on those words, Mirit uh, Shemor wrote words to a song that Tzvika Pik composed and Yehoram Gaon famously sings, Elef Nishikot. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Single Network. Thank you. 
Nishikot, Svika Pick wrote, Miri Shemor wrote the words based on the letter that we uh, read to you, the beginning of it, which we read to you, a um, much longer letter of uh, quite a poet, Avshalom Feinberg, member of the Nili. He also was killed, but not by the Turks. He was... Uh, well, we'll talk about it some other time. It's a fascinating, 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 amazingly fascinating story, which we've spoken about in the past and we'll speak about in the future, God willing, as well. Uh, Naomi Shemer, the great Naomi Shemer, wrote a song which a lot of people call Acharei HaChagim, which is now. Acharei HaChagim is now. Post the Chagei Tishrei, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Sukkot, all you know, on on again, off again, holiday month. And um, it's a time where, on one hand, you come out of the holidays, in most cases, elated with the great joys of the holidays, but now you're coming back to the dismal, if you will, um, dreary, regular day, weekdays, regular days, you may hold, and um, she talks about even though these may be dreary days in your heart you know just around the corner there is a new love there's going to be new ideas and you will regenerate and rejuvenate yourself after the holidays in this period of Everything will be rejuvenated. Yitchadesh hakol, yitchatshu v'yashuvu yimei hakol. Even the weekdays that will return, they too will be rejuvenated. Ha'avir, ha'afar, ha'matar, v'ha'esh. The air, the ground, the rain, and the fire. Gam ata, you too, gam ata titchadesh. No mishemer always reached back to Jewish sources in her songs. Ha'avir ha'afar ha'matar ve'ha'esh are from early times of, of history and surely through medieval times. These were considered the four basic items with which everything in the world is created from or exists through. The four tva'im in our um Writings and and almost every Jewish philosopher, thinker, and so forth of the Middle Ages mentioned them, from Reb Saadia Goen to Reb Yehuda Levi to the Rambam. They're first mentioned in the Medrash Rabbah Bamidbar Yudalajid Bed. If you want to take a look, the four things that from which God created the entire world, Haaretz, 
ground, Hamayim, water, Ha'avir, the air, Ve'ha'esh, and the fire. So she interpreted the Mayim to Matar, and Ha'avir um, Ha'afar, the Aretz to Afar, Avir, and as she left. And she talks about Biganecha Porchim Lefeta, suddenly in your garden, there's, there's growth, there's blossoming, but it's in, in disarray. Bi'uvuvya Gimura, Etzachalonot, the tree of your dreams, Ve'etzadat Tov Vara. Etzadat Tov Vara is actually the name of the Etzadat in the Garden of Eden that we're going to read about on Shabbat, this coming Shabbat. So there's, there, on one hand, there's your the tree of your dreams that you can climb on and hopefully reach your dreams, but there's also Etzadat Tovara, which you got to stay away from it. You have to understand which is which. Histakel al kelecha, now she says, look back at your tools. Sheish arta bachatzer, that you left in your yard. As we finish the Chagim, HaPatish HaSulam HaMa'ader, these are, the Patish, the Sulam are the things that we build the sukkah with, right? We bang the this, the nails in if we have an old-fashioned sukkah and the Sulam, to, the ladder to climb up. Ma'ader is the hoe to to uh, plant things or to dig up things. And uh, she ends off the song with the following um, stanza. Bimasa Shaloni Gmar in an endless journey, there's light, fields of light, and fields of darkness. And remember that we are now entering a time of the year where the darkness takes over the light before it switches over. That means we have shorter days, longer nights, and we're walking in fields of shadow and fields of light. Yesh netiv There is a path that you've never taken. Vishita'avor. But now, in this part of your journey, you will pass through that path that you've never passed through before. Meaning, go and seek out opportunities, more opportunities. Go and seek out paths that you've never taken before. Why? Sha'on hachol, sha'on chayecha. The the timer, the sand timer. That I'm blanking on the word right now, but you know what I'm talking about. It's a two-part hourglass, is what I'm talking about. And the hourglass, which has the sand on the top, and the sand grain by grain is going down, and the time is going by. Sha'on hachol, that hourglass is Sha'on Chayecha. That's the clock of your life. The the grain's just going by, one by one, every minute of our lives. Me'otet lecha it's signaling to you. Hey, mister, the time is going by. Go find that uncharted course, that path that you've never walked on before, that you've never taken. Go look for it. And she ends Lamid Dalid, Lamid Hey, Lamid Vav. And it probably means the Tafshin Lamid Dalid, Tafshin Lamid Hey, Tafshin Lamid Vav. I believe this was written in Tafshin Lamid Gimel, meaning the upcoming years. These are these are calling out to you 
utilize these times that we have of Acharei Chagim, don't get down, don't get despondent, look positively at the time that is going to approach. Hitchachut was written by Naomi Shemer specifically for Ofra Chaza. And it is the only Naomi Shemer song that Ofra Chaza sings. Here it is. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
Ofra Chaza, Hitchadshut is the name of the song, written by Naomi Shemer. We're going to wrap up with Ora um, Chaim of Yishai Rebo. Not before we say thank you so much for tuning in, thank you for listening, thank you to the Nachum Siegel Network staff, and my very special thanks as always to Nachum Siegel. Coming up on the Nachum Siegel Network, Yoni Pollock with there to further review, and then Novak now with Jake Novak. And then the great Monday Music Marathon. Until next Monday, immediately following Jamie and the Aim, this is Mayor Weingarten reminding you that nice guys do not finish last. Oh no. They're just running in a different race. שמיתו עצמם עליה וקיבלו ממנה חיים כמי שטעם טעמה לרגעים וראה נשים באמת מאושרים ואיזה אור על הפנים איך הם נשבים בקסמה לפניה מתהלכים כסומה אחריה ותכלית האמת כל צדדיה, כל שבעים פניה יקרה מפז ומאושר נקנתי בעמל וביושר והיא הדרך והיא האושר כמי שמצא בעת עצמי כשלא זכרתי מי אני Oh, shit.